Welcome to Bread. Advent is a time of preparation and expectancy. In these final weeks of 2023, our services are dedicated to giving us the time and space to consider again the extraordinary story of God becoming human, of the infinite becoming intimate, and of Jesus coming near. It's a time of hope and peace and joy and love. Good morning, my name's Ed, for those of you who don't know me, and uh, with my wife Hannah, who you met earlier, I lead uh, the church uh, that meets here, and you're very welcome, it's great to have you with us. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm just going to talk very briefly about some uh, things sort of Christmassy related, kind of life in 21st century LA related. Uh, and if I may, can I ask you a question? Are you coping? You know, with all this stuff of life, are you coping with it? I hope so. And if you are, can I ask, how are you coping? How are you doing that? How are you dealing with it all? The good, the bad, the strikes, the deal, the Christmas. The fact that now, after a bit of time, after a bit of space, I think we can all agree that Barbie really was a terrible, terrible movie. You know I'm right. Deep down, you know that I am right. In general, I am finding it a lot harder to keep up. As I get older, I'm 24, the world seems to move faster and faster. And I'm not certain what I'm supposed to think about anything anymore. Up turns out to be down, left is right, hot is cold. Michael Jackson was cancelled, but now there's a Broadway musical about him. I don't know what to think about anything anymore. And TikTok, which should be banned, should not be banned, who knows, is telling me this, that there is a secret to happiness. Do you want to hear it? It's this, Delulu is the Salulu. <laughs> or in English, delusion is the solution. Now, once upon a time, let's call it six months ago, I knew where I stood with delusion. I felt like we as a species had nailed that down. There was a universal human agreement that deluding yourself is not a good thing. We should pity the delusional. Yes, I may say in my secret moments to myself that I could have played in the English Premier League, I could have won American Idol even though I'm not American, but I don't need to broadcast these thoughts. I shouldn't tell anyone, particularly not a packed church on Christmas, because they'll think, wow, he really is delusional. We should pity him, because delusion was, until very, very recently, a bad thing. But no, not anymore, apparently. Things have changed in 2023, this is what we're being told. May all your Delulu come true, Lulu. <laughs> because being Delulu is the Salulu. This is how the kids are coping. What the actual heckeroonies. Delusion, that's what they're going for. And to be clear, Delulu, for the uninitiated, is not simply good old self-belief. It's way more stupid than that. It's limitless. It's having confidence beyond your abilities. It's not just dancing like no one's watching, but 
It's dancing like no one's watching and then believing that that unobserved dancing will go viral and land you a modeling contract and a book deal and a film franchise and end world hunger and solve the climate crisis. Delulu is quite literally utterly delusional. And that, that is how the kids are coping. The great self-fool. Let's all pretend. If I may get serious for a second. I think this is actually quite revealing of where we may be as an affluent social media-driven society. Do you know why people pretend? It's either because they don't like who they are, or maybe more likely, they don't know who they are. Ours in 21st century LA is a crisis of identity because identity has kind of been distilled down to extremely narrow concepts. I am my sexuality, or I am my gender, I am my race, I am my insatiable desire to consume, I am my righteous anger. But any identity based in narrow, self-referential terms will only ever lead people to be dissatisfied and unhappy. Because, of course, huge, important parts of our full selves get left out of the picture. Now, of course, your sexuality, your gender, your race are all vital parts of who you are, but you are far, far more than just these or any other narrow concepts. You are far, far more than what you have decided you're going to be in any given moment. And what's interesting is that all the research shows that actually the more we think about ourselves, the more miserable we become. So, how are you coping? Now, it's unfair to say that everyone has bought into Delulu, or even the general sense of self-absorption that seems to underpin it. As one 17-year-old on the internet put it this week, for every teenager manifesting their Delulu boss babe hustle girl grind set, there are 20 banging their heads against the wall and begging for the destruction of capitalism. Now, I am not going to extol the rights and wrongs of capitalism, not least because I don't really understand it. Surely there's like a finite amount of money and at some point it all runs out. Anyway, what that 17-year-old on the internet does represent is the other side of the coin. Most people know that deluding themselves isn't the answer. And I think most of us have learned that screaming at the internet isn't either nor pinning our hopes and dreams on an old white man in an old white house 2,673 miles away. Instead, we're seeking to be something bigger. In rejection of narrow slivers of identity, many are looking for an identity more properly integrated. I'm not only my anxiety, I'm not only my hedonism or my sexual appetite, I'm all these things and more, and I have a purpose, and I can be something, and I should do something, not just wallow in my self-absorption. As one extremely popular psychologist put it, you should get your act together, take care of yourself, and also be a man, which is more tricky for those of us who aren't a man. But the point remains, mature, serve people, get outside yourself, have a purpose. People who think less about themselves, less about themselves, not less of themselves, are actually statistically kinder, 
less anxious. They are more happy people. But, but, whilst I applaud both the diagnosis of the self-absorption problem and the heart behind the desire to promote responsibility and kindness, I don't think ultimately this will ever be the solution. Because any solution, however well-intentioned, that relies on you, you get it together, you do it, you be selfless, will only ever end up in two places, self-hatred or self-importance. Self-hatred when you fail, self-importance when you succeed, because again, at its heart, it's all about you. And self-importance always engenders a sense of tribalism, which can often lead to demonization, which sometimes ends up in violence. I am writer than you, and so are my buddies. I'm better than you, and so are my buddies. I look down on you, and so do my buddies, because we've got ourselves together, and you have not. But mainly, I don't believe this is the, the solution because of Christmas. Because Christmas is God's solution, and it speaks a much better word. God says to the world that he loves, the world made for the enjoyment of every living being, the world made up of people, you and me, the pinnacles of his creation, images of the actual perfect, wonderful God. God says to this world that he loves, you need help. But you don't have to wait one more second for that help. He's here. In Jesus, God comes close the universe distilled into a thimble. The galaxies condensed into the palms of a mother's hand. The true God as a true man. Now, I get all the uh, Christmas traditions, all that stuff, but I've got to be honest, I'm not really into the whole Jesus the baby thing. Although, well done, Maple, on being the star of the show. But if I'm completely honest, baby maybe. <laughs> Jesus the man, the preacher, the teacher, the miracle worker, the crucified Lord, the defender of the weak, the defeater of death, the destroyer of sin, the risen king, that's the Jesus I'm interested in. When Christians sing joy to the world, the Lord has come, that's what they mean. We're not actually singing about a baby in a feeding trough. We're singing about Jesus, the God-man, the only hope for the world. And this, this is his manifesto. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord, says Jesus, is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. And who of us could not do with more good news in our lives? He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. And who of us has not, at times, been enslaved by pressure to be something you cannot be or be someone you cannot? And he's come to bring recovery of sight for the blind. And who of us does not find ourselves from time to time seemingly scrabbling around in the darkness for some answers? To set the oppressed free. And who of us could not do with being liberated liberated from the patterns of behavior that we can't shake, thoughts and actions outside of our control, 
and he has come to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And every single one of us needs to know beyond anything else that God is good, that he sees you, that he loves you, that you're known. And so to a world searching for meaning, deluding itself or telling itself to try much, much harder, those in darkness leading those in darkness, a light has come. And to our search for identity, the who am I, what am I for, how can I be happy, Christmas says that you are so, so important that God took flesh and moved into your neighborhood. And that rather than the onus being on us to find our purpose, rather than it being down to our own willpower to bring about our integrated selves, Jesus says, you want purpose? I will give you purpose beyond your wildest dreams. You want to know who you are? I know who you are. I made you. And everything I make is glorious and wonderful. You want to know what you're capable of? You wait, says Jesus, till I get hold of you and fill you with my power. You haven't seen anything yet. So then, how are you coping? Well, what if you didn't actually have to cope at all? What if everything was actually on him, the God of the universe, not you? What if he could cope for you? He will take all your hopes and fears, all your worries and your stresses, and load them onto his shoulders. He will take all your sin and pain, all your brokenness and destruction, all the things distorted, and he will hold you in his hands and he will say, I love you, I forgive you, I will make you new. You matter, so let me show you my purpose for your life. I will make you shine like the star that you are. Who are you? What are you for? You can search for the rest of your life trying to find answers to those questions. But Jesus stands at the door of every heart and knocks and says, I'm here, allow me. And this is why we sing. This is all the joy and the wonder. Isn't it amazing to see people so wonderfully gifted by God using their gifts in music as we have done? I find it very moving. I can't stop myself crying. These are people who God has gifted and who have given their gifts back to God and see how powerful it is. That is all of us, should we choose him. It's why we sing. It's what all the joy is about. These are people who have met the living God and found him to be incredible. One who can be known even closer than the closest of friends. And this is the solution. To be one with him and to be made glorious so that we do not need to live in darkness searching for meaning anymore because the light has come. So thank God for Christmas. Thank God for Jesus. Amen.